When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Think of us as a digital caravan of storytellers bringing authentic, authoritative, exotic, and exclusive stories to you weekly from the tea lands. Each week, the T-Biz podcast summarizes news with the greatest impact on the tea industry. But tea requires far more nuanced coverage than the recitation of production volumes and commodity prices. That is why the T-Biz podcast is paired with the more inclusive T-Biz blog and Tea Journey magazine. The podcast offers a weekly mix of news and features. It is innovative and interactive permitting listeners to conveniently contact reporters at Origin to ask questions that are answered via text messages that are delivered privately to their phone. Welcome. Here are the headlines. U.S. Restaurant Rescue Funds Total $28.6 billion. The EU Reviews Pesticide Rules. T. Theoflavin Inhibits Coronavirus Replication and Plant AG, a $9 billion startup, promises field-to-plate traceability. More in a minute, but first, this important message. Avani empowers rural women practicing sustainable agriculture, including tea and crafts, such as weaving with natural fiber and plant-based dyes. Up in the towering Himalayas, Kuman is one of India's oldest tea regions. Today, we raise our cups in the name of Avani Kuman, a nonprofit dedicated to strengthening farming communities. Cheers to a brighter future for all. To donate, visit avani-kuman.org. U.S. Restaurant Rescue Funds. The $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan signed into law last week includes $28.6 billion to rescue U.S. restaurants. The funds provide debt-free relief for small and mid-sized restaurants. Applications for tea-themed restaurants, small cafe chains, and tea rooms will be accepted by the Small Business Administration beginning in April. Funding eligibility includes franchisees with fewer than 20 locations, so long as they're not publicly traded. The president of the National Restaurant Association said the grants, quote, will inject a much-needed stimulus along the supply chain to begin to balance the economic damage done, end quote. The rescue plan extends moratoriums until September 
allocating $5 billion to help business tenants struggling to pay rent. Government-funded grants are capped at $10 million per restaurant group and $5 million per location. Grants are calculated as the difference in average monthly revenue earned in 2019 minus average monthly revenue earned in 2020 multiplied by 12. Business Insight Market research firm IRI in Chicago writes that consumer habits formed during the pandemic may be here to stay. One clear winner is retail loyalty points. 80% of Generation Z subscribe to free grocery loyalty programs, and 79% of Generation X. A majority of millennials, however, at 68%, prefer paid online loyalty programs. Overall, 51% of respondents cited shopper loyalty programs as somewhat influential when deciding where to shop, with 22% indicating loyalty programs are extremely influential when deciding where to shop. Since pesticides can have harmful effects on the environment and human health, they are strictly regulated by the European Union. In recent years, the EU adopted a Green Deal directive that seeks to reduce the use and risk of chemical pesticides and herbicides. The EU's subsequent Use of Pesticide Rules, known as SUD, apply to both ag professionals and to the public, but they are not legally binding. In January, the European Commission identified, quote, significant shortcomings in the implementation, application, and enforcement, end quote, of the SUD directive by member states and launched a period of public consultation to determine whether the rules should be mandatory. The SUD directive could result in a 50% reduction of chemical pesticides, according to some estimates. Commissioners made it clear the SUD is not enforceable as law unless adopted by parliaments of the member states. The comment period ends April 12th. Business Insight In East Africa, growers are experiencing the worst locust outbreak in 70 years. Ambitious locals are capitalizing on the fact that locusts become lethargic after dark and easy prey. In February, the Bug Picture, a Kenyan firm that processes insects into animal feed, bought 2.4 metric tons of locusts. Teams of 25 to 30 workers sustainably and organically eliminate up to 400 kilos of the crop-killing pests between sunset and sunrise daily, earning $5 for every 10 kilos. No pesticides are required. T. theoflavin inhibits coronavirus replication. A healthy diet and plenty of sleep are best at boosting immunity from the coronavirus, but those stricken with COVID-19 may benefit from also drinking tea. 
Researchers at Taklai TRA, a branch of India's Tea Research Association, have demonstrated the, quote, virus-inhibiting benefits of black tea, end quote, writes Joydeep Fukan, who manages the research center in Jorhat, Assam. Citing studies published in the Journal of Biomolecular Structure and Dynamics and in the journal Frontiers in Immunology, Director Dr. A.K. Boroa writes that variants of the bioactive compound theoflavin act on multiple targets of the coronavirus, affecting the stability and blocking the binding sites of viral proteins. The formation of special bonds inhibit replication of the virus. He said that harnessing the health properties of tea will pave the way for extensive use of bioactives that will immensely help to popularize black tea in India. Plant AG is a $9 billion startup that promises field-to-plate traceability. Investors, confident that traceability is a bankable attribute, have invested $8 billion in public-private bonds with an additional $800 million in cash to fund Plant AG, a U.S.-based, open-source, blockchain-documented, vertical farming infrastructure project. IBM's Food Trust software will manage gigabytes of logistics, cultivation, and processing data on greenhouse-grown leaf lettuce, strawberries and tomatoes, basil, kale, and blueberries. Half of the fruit and a third of the vegetables sold in grocery stores is imported, often traveling along a month-long supply chain. Plant AG intends to shorten the chain to three days. Founder Kareem Yishkom is building greenhouses no further than eight hours from urban centers. Harvesting at 4 a.m. means the company will eventually be able to provide a third of Americans fresh produce within 72 hours. Business Insight Consumers scanning plant AG product labels with their phones will be able to see where the food is grown, making tracebacks in the event of contamination practical and quick, and leading to greater accountability at origin, addressing not just food safety but sustainable practices and labor conditions. Read a full account by Cliff Rainey in this month's Fast Company magazine. Fair weather across Asia bodes well for the early harvest, Here is this week's tea price report. India Price Watch, March 17th. Sale 10 ended with auctions in Kolkata in the north and Coimbatore, Kochi and Kunur in the south. There was no significant change in prices compared to the previous week. At this time, it's the dust tea that's being picked up by buyers. We should begin to see the upward shift in prices as tea regions across the country received rain showers, as was hoped. Tea producers were relying heavily on this rain. Darjeeling has begun first flush, with lower elevation gardens already into DJ markings, while those at higher elevations are producing EX. All eyes on April for the full picture of Indian first flush, but it appears that the season will meet expectations. And now, a word from our sponsor. 
Q-Trade Tees works with tea purveyors at every scale, from promising startups to the world's largest multinational beverage brands in the hot, iced, and bottled tea segments. With U.S.-based formulation, blending, and packaging services, Q-Trade can help you innovate, scale up, and grow your specialty tea brand. For more information, visit our website, QTradeTees.com. This week, T-Biz continues its coverage of how Japan's tea industry successfully met the challenges of marketing tea a decade after the disastrous earthquake, tsunami, and meltdown of the nuclear power plant in Fukushima. And we travel to India to discuss a pandemic pivot with Rudra Chatterjee, Managing Director of the Lakshmi Group. Radioactive fallout from the Fukushima Daiichi meltdown descended in plumes far north and east of Japan's tea-growing region. Losses were significant, and Shizuoka due to factory closings where lightly contaminated tea was concentrated. Japan's tea-growing regions were not impacted and continued to evolve, initially foregoing exports in favor of the domestic market. That changed beginning in 2016 as exports increased from 4,000 to 5,100 metric tons. Valuation peaked in 2018 at 1.5 billion yen, largely because of the outsized success of matcha, which accounted for 43% of exports last year, according to the Japanese Tea Export Production Council. Production remains level at 80,000 metric tons, down about 20% from all-time highs. Export levels have since plateaued, and tea value declined during the pandemic here. Testing continues as a precaution, but the tea from Japan is safe when accompanied by a food safety certificate. Jason Eng lives in Japan and works in business development for Kamatani Tea, a green tea blender, custom roaster, and matcha company that processes more than a 1,000 metric tons annually for Japan's food and beverage companies. I remember exactly where I was when it happened. My colleagues and I all felt it, and many had a bad feeling as it lasted quite long. We never imagined it would be an earthquake over a 1,000 kilometers away. And we turned on TV right away, a small pickup truck trying to escape with the tsunami getting on it and eventually washing it away. It felt very helpless watching that live. To this day, I still think about it and hoping the driver and any of the passengers are still with us. On average, there are 150 earthquakes countrywide. What made this one different was the nuclear disaster that followed, since we are based in Western Japan. Our company is quite fortunate as disaster didn't have any significant impact on our daily operations. But before disaster, there were already challenges in the industry with the declining of green tea farms. Combined with the radioactive contamination in tea from eastern Japan, especially for exporting, it definitely did cause supply chain issues and health concerns. This did lead to an overall stricter testing requirements from Japanese and foreign government agencies, and even the brands themselves. Over time, the Japanese tea industry got back on its feet in a very big way, and year by year, Green tea and matcha are one of the fastest growing tea segments with its health benefits and its wide range of food applications. Yeah, really excited to see what the future holds for green tea and for Japan.
During the pandemic, century-old Luxme Group, which auctions millions of kilos of tea annually to a small cadre of buyers who purchase 20,000 kilo container lots, had to quickly adapt to selling 50-gram packets of tea direct to thousands of consumers. 2020 accelerated a shift to digital media, one that many tea producers embraced. Did this bring more customers? Does this increase sales? Is this the catalyst that the farm took up movement needed? We pose these questions to Rudra Chatterjee, Managing Director of the 100-plus-year-old Lakshmi Group, with estates in West Bengal, Assam and Tripura in India, and Rwanda in Africa, producing collectively 20 million kilos of tea annually. So how has 2020 been for you? Did you also shift to selling online? This was the first time that we sold tea directly to consumers. And the reaction is amazing because... After all, as growers of tea, it's great to hear from someone who's drinking that tea at home. Also, for us to get feedback one week or two weeks after we've produced the tea, you know, because the tea growing is in some ways quite a remote occupation. You make the tea, it goes into the auction, you get a date, which is a, a few weeks or usually a few months of it. And then you just see a price and a name of a customer and nothing more. But here you're getting emails, questions on how to brew the tea, pictures of how they're drinking the tea. So it's uh, fascinating for us. We are getting more and more customers from around the world, but also from customers within West Bengal who are reaching out to us and actually subscribing to our teas, not just buying teas. But, you know, asking for delivery once a month or once every 15 days, which we love. It's, it's, uh, it's been very energizing, both for me and for my colleagues who are growing the tea in the state. Do you think selling direct to customers online is here to stay? It is not still the dominant way we sell. The dominant way we sell is the auction. And we depend on the auctions. We depend on the large companies coming and buying teas from the auctions. This is a very small part because, you know, each sale online is for 250 grams or 500 grams. It's difficult or inconceivable at this point for us to imagine that we are going to sell a lot of tea like that. But, you know, one thing I've learned through the pandemic is whatever I thought was inconceivable happened. And so I don't know, you know, what the future holds, but this is, even if it doesn't become a major source of revenue for the company, it is certainly a major source of conversation, you know, which tea planters are always uh, great at that, you know, from who bought their tea from different parts and actually going into Googling the place where the tea order came from and those kind of things. So it's, it's, it's a uh, it's, uh, great fun for us. And I don't know whether it will be a major part, but I hope it is, you know, people see that the tea is great and they continue ordering, at least at the level that they're ordering now. Are there any cu- customer favorites from the various Lakshmi teas? So our most successful has been Makaibari, uh, Darjeeling, which is not a surprise because uh, Makaibari has a name that people recognize, especially 
you know, people who lived in Darjeeling at some point, they might have been to Makaiwari. And so that is popular. We are seeing quite a bit of demand for green tea and also within India, which I I am quite surprised by because, I, you know, green tea was never sold to domestic market. It was always sold to Amritsar and from there it was exported. But uh, but in general, there's been interest in all our teas, whether it is the Rwandan teas. And the comments are actually very knowledgeable. Like there was one comment about how the Rwandan teas are very bright in color, which is exactly the in the right description for it. You know, and that's the taster's description. It's a brisk and bright tea. And uh, the discussion of the first flush versus the second flush in Darjeeling, how the first flush is mellow. Also, I think people being at home, they probably had more time to brew the tea in the right way. People are much more curious when they're buying from the estate. You know, how is it being grown and what what kind of teas to use during this time of the year? So those kind of conversations are very encouraging. What would you say are the advantages of selling direct to customers? One of the really interesting outcomes of being able to sell the tea is that there is a better margin for producers when they buy, when they sell directly. You know, there can be much more fair trade and what percentage of the revenue of these tea packets can go to the people who are working and those discussions because we don't see the front end of the business as producers and the front end of the business who are retailers, they don't see the issues that we are dealing with uh, either. So even if we do a very little of you know the whole gamut even if it's you know five percent of our business we understand the whole issue and the challenges of uh, challenges which are very difficult to solve the 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 workers their wages their education their health in an environment where there is no margin in the business as a producer yet there's significant prices that the final consumer pays you know, you know, how much of that is going into packaging on advertising on other things and how much of it should come to, you know, developing healthier environment at the production site. So all these conversations, I think, are things that will become more relevant and more discussed as, you know, we run the whole gamut, even for a small part of our business. Has it been challenging to get online and adopt to this new way of business? It hasn't been challenging at all. Tea estates are designed for sending samples and we are sending samples to buyers around the world regularly. It just happens to be B2B buyers. So, and we do have a courier system that works and someone who knows how to you know, make that work. So doing a B2C sale, I guess the volumes are so small that it's, it's okay. I think if the volumes were to get bigger, then we need to train some people who are in the estate which would be a fantastic fantastic thing for the people you know to train workers to become you know logistics guys uh, that will that will be a great opportunity for the workers as well so i th- i'm 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 quite excited overall we i, I actually have uh, set up an alarm every time there's a sale so it happens four or five times but every time it happens you know i i just whatsapp it to the manager who's produced the tea and uh, and any email is immediately answered because people are very excited and it is just the the, the 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 knowledge of what the customer says of the product, what they think about, you know, the brewing. And, you know, there was one comment of someone saying that I know that you're not supposed to have Darjeeling with milk, but I love my Darjeeling with milk. 
And the manager said that if you want it with milk, maybe I'll make a little stronger brew and send you something. And it was it was something that is, you know, as a consumer, I'm very excited as well, you know, to actually be able to be an individual customer asking for your own, you know, processed product in a product like tea. It's like, you know, for many consumers, tea is like sugar or milk. You never thought that you could get it changed based on your preference, but you can. It's 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 a it's cooking, right? So if you want your tea with milk, you have to just make sure that the you have a stronger leaf which you know holds that milk. And so all of these things are, I think it's it's a it's a good move. And you know, combined with the fact that I've also seen because there was a hotel in one of our estates that came you know started a few months ago, I've actually seen people visit the tea estates. So that combination of hearing from customers and seeing customers in the tea estate is the uh, first time for more than 100 years history of Lakshmiji that this has happened. So it's quite amazing. Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of tea biz journalists and tea experts? Contact them direct through Subtext, a private message-based platform. Avoid the chaos of social media and start a conversation that matters. Subtext's message-based platform lets you privately ask meaningful questions of the tea experts, academics, and tea biz journalists reporting from the tea lands. You see their responses via SMS texts, which are sent direct to your phone. Visit our website and subscribe to Subtext to instantly connect with the most connected people in tea. Remember to visit the T-Biz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.